Hello and welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In just a moment, we're going to jump into a message from Pastor Roger. But before we do, I want to encourage you, connect with us online. Whether that's following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or it's subscribing to our YouTube page or this podcast, do it. We want to stay connected. And another great way you can connect with us is be our guest on a Sunday morning service. If you're here locally, come on out. We want to meet you and connect with you, worship with you. We'd really enjoy that. But without further ado, let's jump into this message from Pastor Roger. Celebration Church. How is everybody doing? Yeah, Terry said, fantastic. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, they, uh, it was a digital, a digital um, raffle prize thing, and I thought I was able to rig that for myself, but it didn't work. <clears throat> Actually, the team told me I wasn't allowed to buy any tickets. It's like, you just have to, you get to donate. You don't get to buy any tickets. Worst thing is if I won, right? So... <laughs> Um, no, so I'm, I'm just uh, excited to be here. We're kicking off a new series uh, that we're calling Summer Vibes. And uh, anybody ready for some Summer Vibes? <clears throat> was anybody ready for Summer Vibes last summer? Like, it was like, it would have been fantastic if we could have just enjoyed some of that good old summer fun uh, last summer, but uh, it didn't happen. And so uh, I just know for me, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm just ready to enjoy the summer with my family, just uh, get out and, and spend a good time with the kids. It, it's, uh, by the end of summer, I'm ready for them to go back to school, but, uh, but right now, amen, I'm, uh, I'm super excited my kids are here, and, and I don't know what your idea of like them good summer vibes is, but uh, you know, maybe for you, it's that you just want to have uh, you know, a healthy summer. Maybe for you, it's just, I, I, I want to be healthy this summer. That's, that's my plan. I'm going to, maybe your plan is like my plan. Your wife told you you're losing weight this summer. Maybe that, that's my plan. You're going to lose weight this summer. Um, uh, maybe for you, your, your plan for this summer is that you want the best vacation ever, right? Like you want to get out and you want to just have a really fantastic time. Or, or maybe you want this summer uh, to be the summer that is the best quarter your business has ever experienced, to make up for maybe some loss that you experienced last year, or, or perhaps for you, this is just the summer where, where you really want to experience just a breakthrough in, in your family. You just really want this to be the, that summer that just feels like the warm, the warm heat. I, that, that's what it was this morning when I, when I pulled up to church, just that, uh, that hot air. It felt so good. Uh, I'm thankful that fifth winter is over. And, and we're finally into summer. <clears throat> and I want to say, if, if you want to have a great summer, if you want to really experience those summer vibes, don't focus on the activities that you're doing, but let's focus on the root. So instead of focusing on the fruit that you experience during the summer, let's, let's focus on the root that we have in our lives. Because I know there's been a lot of times, at least for me, when when I thought I was experiencing the best summer ever, when I, when I thought, man, this is, um, is going to be a, just a great time, this, this summer vibe is going to be fantastic, and, um, and it seems about like, I don't know, 1037 that day, 
I'm like, can I get a, a restart on this day? Because this day seems to be the most unproductive, unfulfilling day I've, I've had in a long time. Has anybody ever had that? Like you thought you were going to get a lot done that day, and it ends up being nothing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the story of my life. <clears throat> I want to say this. If we're not careful, we can confuse our season for our source. Say it like this, like in pursuing a good summer, pursuing a productive summer, pursuing a productive marriage, we can confuse the season of life we're in for the source of life that we have. And I want to say this, there is more to life than feeling successful. There's more to life than those good summer feel-goods. And if we're not careful, we'll think those things are the point. John, or Jesus says this in John chapter 14. He starts telling the disciples all this stuff about um, that, that I want you to be in me as I, as, I am, as I am in you. And he says this. He says, uh, I, I, w- I have to go, but I'm going to send another. He's the comforter, and he's going to come to you, and he's going to come alongside you and lead you and guide you into all truth. And the disciples seemed very confused. They, they ask clarifying questions. They're, they're trying to figure out what Jesus is talking about. And this passage extends straight into chapter 15 of John, and Jesus explains this idea of what does it look like for God to be in you and for for you to be in him? What does it look like for you to live complete and full in him? And he says this, he says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. Jesus is the grapevine. Okay, so Jesus is, he's saying, I am the vine. And the father is a gardener. Jesus is the vine, and the father is the gardener. He's he's the thing that we are grafted into. He's, He's our way into the kingdom of God. But the father is actually a gardener. He's not just the sunshine that heats the vine. He's the gardener that tends the vine. He's the gardener that works the vine, the gardener that, that, that fertilizes the vine, the gardener that, that makes sure that there's no weeds in the garden. Like that, that's his job. Jesus, Jesus is divine, and God is the gardener. That's a horrible, horrible. And the idea is this. If you want to encounter the Father, you've got to get connected to Jesus, if, if you want to get connected and, and experience a good summer, those warm summer vibes, you, you've got to get connected to the actual vine. And today as we kick off this whole series we're going to do this summer of summer vibes, uh, I, I just really want to present you a, a, a line in the sand kind of message, a real challenge kind of message, just drawing a line and saying, are, are you ready to experience good summer vibes? Because if you are, uh, then, then there's some things you're going to have to encounter. There's some things you're going to have to face, and it begins today. Jesus is the vine, so he's the source. He's, he's where everything comes from. And, and I would ask you this, what is the grapevine in your life? What is the thing that you get significance from? 
What is the thing you get passion from? What's the thing that you get your drive from? What are you, what are you connecting to that you have convinced yourself will give you lasting strength? What are you plugging your life into hoping for the future through that thing? Is it a relationship that if I can plug into this relationship, I'm going to have lasting strength in my life? Or if I really dive into this, this career, then I'm going to have lasting fruit in my life. Like, What is it that, that you are expecting to provide lasting fruit in your life? And my real question is this, are they or it up to the task? Are they up to the task? Because Jesus says, I'm the true vine. I'm the true grapevine, which means that every other grapevine that we plug ourselves into to find strength, it's a fake grapevine. Every other place that we try to find lasting fruit is a false grapevine. And Jesus says, I am the true grapevine. I'm the real grapevine. John chapter uh, 15 then goes on in this passage, and and it says this in verse 2. He says, "He, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Let's see that. He, he cuts off every branch that does not produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. And then he says this, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Jesus, Jesus is gonna, he's gonna cut, he's gonna, he's gonna prune away parts of our lives that don't bear fruit, and, or he's gonna cut away parts that don't bear fruit, and parts that do bear fruit, he's going to prune every single time. He's, he's gonna come back around and prune it again. He, he's going to, to uh, cut away those areas of our life that, that we think we get lasting strength from, but he says, no, that's, that's not actually strength. I wonder today if there's anybody that maybe you brought like a pair of scissors or like pruning shears or any, did anybody, you got something over there? What, what do you have? Oh, perfect. Look at that. Don't, don't, don't throw it. Oh my goodness. It's good to see you. All the way down from McCall just to bring me a pruning shears on Sunday. You guys thought you were supposed to bring a Bible to church, but you were supposed to, I was hoping they'd be a little bit bigger, but, um, but this will work. Does anybody have any that are a little bit bigger? Oh, Nathan's got, Nathan's got bigger, bigger shears over here. Okay, per- perfect. Come on, Nathan. Those are really good. I'm glad nobody brought any bigger shears than that. That would, be, that would be just absolutely crazy if somebody brought bigger one. Did anybody bring a bigger one than this? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Shane's actually got, <laughs> Shane's ready. He came to church ready. Like, you, you thought you were supposed to come with a Bible, but you were supposed to come with this is fantastic. Like, look at this. Just give him a flex because this is definitely, come on. <clears throat> he says this. He says, he says everyone, every branch that does not bear fruit, he cuts off. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. 
It means there are things in our life that, that God is going to cut off. There's things in our life that God is going to remove with, with a pruning shear or with, a, or, or with this big old saw with loppers on the end. Or, or he, he's going he's gonna to come into our life, into areas. If you want to have the best summer vibes this summer, you've got to be able to allow God access to the parts of your life that are not producing lasting fruit and allow him to do this. The hard part is we, we really believe we're the masters of our life, and we really believe this, this idea that the gospel is all about God giving us a wonderful time here on earth, but really what God's after isn't us to have a wonderful time, it's lasting fruit. That's what God's really after. He's, he's really after lasting fruit in our lives. Let me say it like this, like the thing that God sees as beautiful is fruit, I mean, I mean, is there anything that you, when you see it, you're just like, that is, it is beautiful. It's, it's evidence there's a God. Maybe, maybe for you, it's, it's a sunset on a summer day. Maybe for you, it's a smile on a, on a friend's face. Maybe for you, it's a, a diploma that's been framed. It's just beautiful. Or maybe for you, it's an ocean breeze on a summer day. Maybe for you, it's wispy clouds in the blue sky. I know for me, it's when I'm driving down the highway and somebody passes me, and I already know I'm, I'm fudging the speed limit a little bit, amen. And, and, they, and, they, and they pass me, and, and I just, I'm just gritting my teeth, like, don't you know I'm already setting the standard? Like, the, the law set the standard, I'm setting a new standard, and now you're setting another standard and then and then when you come out like five minutes later and you see them pulled over there's just nothing more beautiful in life than that but with God what is beautiful is not speeders pulled over with God it's not the smell of warm chocolate chip cookies in the evening With God, it's not a completed project in the garage. With God, what is most beautiful is your life producing lasting fruit. That's God's plan for your life, that that you would produce lasting fruit. And so sunsets are great and chocolate chip cookies are fantastic. But what I love to see the most, God says, is fruit in the lives of my children. For me, this took shape just this week. Because I, as a parent, also just love to see my kids producing the fruit. You you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're like, am I doing anything right here? (laughs) Like, I think I'm just messing them up. They're going to need, like, maybe I should just buy them a lot of counseling. Like, that's, maybe that's what we should do. But this week, my, my, my son, my oldest son was in the backyard playing, and he, he came into the house, and he said, hey, Dad, um, that window in the garage, I was throwing a baseball, and it hit the window. And I said, And? And it broke the window. <laughs> and he might have been thinking I would be upset. 
but honestly, inside of me, like there was this joy inside because some of the fruit that I've been looking for for a long time is starting to be developed. Like I'm finally seeing like, oh my goodness, this boy just owned breaking a window. Like this is like, we can fix a new window. We can go down to the Habitat store and buy a new window and put that in there. That's, that's no problem. But you can't pay for your kids to find the kind of integrity to say, uh, you know, I, I, I did that. And I'm saying that's what God looks for in our lives. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for fruit. He's looking for evidence that, that this thing is working itself out in your lives. And so the Bible says that, that, God, that God is the, the gardener. It says that Jesus is the vine. And what that means is that we are the branches, we are the branches, and, and God does two things always. He's always doing one of two things. The first is this. God is always cutting off unfruitful branches in our life. Uh, sometimes those branches are super way up there, and he's, he's got to get out the big old saw, and he's cutting off unfruitful branches, branches in our life that, that may be growing in the wrong direction, branches that are rubbing against other branches and damaging them, branches that, that are just not fruitful in our life, and God, God cuts those branches out of our life. Is anybody thankful that God cuts some unfruitful branches out of your life? But then it goes on and it says he doesn't just get rid of unfruitful branches, it also says that every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. We can celebrate when God pulls out the loppers and, and takes care of some big issues in our life, when God gets rid of the big addiction in our life, when God gets rid of the big insecurity in our life. Like We celebrate over those things, but then it says God actually pulls out pruners, and he starts pruning like the little buds that grow on the tree that that sap because when you cut the big branches it makes sense that that big branch is taking energy from the tree to be able to produce fruit but when we prune what we're pruning is is very small little buds that are growing on the tree little little tiny saplings that grow inside the tree and when we cut when he cuts these things it allows the fruit in our life to actually produce in fact, the thing we're most of the time pruning is you have a, the main stem of the tree and then you've got a branch coming out and there's a little branch in between the main beam and the, and the branch and that, that's called a, called a sucker. It's these little suckers in our life that, that get between the vine and the branches that need to be pruned. And this is where the rubber meets the road because we love the idea of God saving us and cutting off big branches in our life, but he doesn't want to just cut off big branches. He wants to get up in the nitty-gritty and prune some stuff in your life so that you can produce lasting fruit. 
Like that, that attitude that, that you just held on to for years. He, he wants to, to get that attitude that's been hanging on or that jealousy that's, that still manages to stay in there. And it's, it's sucking, it's keeping you from producing the fruit God wants out of your life. That, that resentment from a past hurt, like you're already saved. You've got the big branches cut off, but that resentment is a sucker that's keeping you from experiencing the fruit God has for your life. Like God wants you to have fruit of generosity in your life, and so he's got to get in there and, and, and cut a little sucker called stinginess out of our lives. And God, God wants us to be patient, and so he's got to get in there, and he's got to, he, he's got to cut off a little bud that's called impatience in our life. So he, he's a pruner. He's a, he's a gardener. He, he's not so much concerned with what the tree thinks. He's very concerned with what the tree produces. And so most of us in our lives, God is, God is coming along and he, he, he's trying to prune. He's trying to, to lop off some things. And we've just become like experts, right, at, at dodging God's pruning. Oh, God, you can take care of this. You can address this issue over here. But, but whoa, like don't, 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 don't get into the areas of my life that really I've been able to hide from everybody else in the room. Take care of the big things that people see so that I look the part and I act the part. But don't take care of the little buds, the little suckers that I've allowed in my life, the, the internet history. Don't, don't, don't take, take away the things that I hide, the resentment towards my spouse. Like, don't take away those things. And what I'm saying is if you want to produce the kind of fruit that you can this summer, it's going to happen when God prunes some things in your life. And pruning is never easy, but pruning always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. When we go through a pruning season, it isn't because God wants to hurt us. It is not because God is trying to shame us. It is because he wants us to become more fruitful. Fruit isn't something that you, you will your way into. It's not something you pull your bootstraps up and you just move into it. No, it's, it's God saying, no, I see like a, a, a sense of pride in there. And so I'm just going to reach in and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address something. And there's going to be these things that rub us wrong. Like how, how come they didn't pick me? Like how come I, I wasn't the one chosen? How, how, how come they're, they're looking? <clears throat> because God is pruning things. I think for me, often what the way I, I approach this is I feel like, God, like, I'm good with this. I'm totally good with this. But you get the big stuff, and I'll prune the little stuff myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like trying, to, trying to get a splinter out of your kid's foot. <laughs> You're trying to get a splinter out of the foot. Like, no, 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 no. Like, give me the tweezers. Let, let me do the. No, no, no. That's not how God works. God doesn't get to take care of the big stuff, and then we address the little stuff. God takes care of the big stuff. And then when he's ready to start producing fruit, he addresses the little stuff in our lives. And I don't even have to name all the little stuff because as I'm talking, you're wondering if I'm going to name your little stuff. God, why are you taking this person out of my life? God, 
Like, wh- why, why are you, why are you sh- changing the way that I, that I handle my finances? God, why are you changing the way I speak? Don't you, don't you know that the words that come out of my mouth don't make me righteous? Like, I can say whatever I want, but it feels like God is somehow still convicting you of your words, and you're like, no, that's just religiosity. No, 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 it's God. It's God. We grow. Not we're saved. We're saved by grace through faith. Everybody agree on that? But we grow with this thing right here. We grow through the pain of pruning in our lives. When things don't go as we thought they would go, somehow God clips those buds and fruit is produced in our life. And so I, I wonder, are you willing to allow God to do his work in your life this summer? Even in the parts of your life that you don't understand his motives. Are you willing to allow God to take pruning shears to the suckers in your life that are preventing you from producing fruit so that you can become the kind of tree he really desires. Maybe you're here today and you're not even a, a Christian. You're, you're just, you're here because you're nice. I want to say good job. Good job. But here's the deal. You, you don't have to believe in Jesus for this. But either way he prunes, the difference is whether or not you recognize it as pruning or not. What I'm saying is, if you don't have Jesus, you're still going to experience the pain, but the pain is just going to be pain. But when you have Jesus, you will still experience the pain, but you will recognize the pain as pruning. You'll identify that God is actually at work. And so I would tell somebody today, maybe this, submit to the process, because in our I'm not even going to say American church culture. I'm going to say Treasure Valley church culture. What we do is this, is the moment God starts to prune something in our life, we just go find another church. And if you want lasting fruit in your life, you've got to plant roots somewhere and allow God to address some things in your life. It is the pain, it is the difficulty, it is the hardship that allows the fruit to produce in your life. We're talking about summer vibes. Anybody get these out this summer? Come on. Don't tell me this is not relevant. He says this. So how do I do that? How do I, how do I handle... How do I handle God pruning a relationship out of my life that wasn't healthy? How do I handle God pointing his finger right into a resentment in my life? How do I handle that? I'm glad you asked. He says this in John chapter 15, verse 4. It says this, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine... And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Our response to God's pruning in our lives is one thing. We remain in him. He prunes and we just remain. 
we just stand still. We just allow his word. You realize like the word of God, if you live in this culture that we live in right now, the word of God is in many ways in opposition to this culture and will prune things in your life. And the answer is to simply remain in him. It's to simply stay right where he is. He says this, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, they will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm saying like this summer, let's get connected to God. I think often in summer what we do is we disconnect from God. And I'm just telling somebody, if you want lasting fruit in your life, this summer you're going to have to connect to the things of God. You're going to really have to press into the things of God for it to be uh, the, the summer vibe that, that ex- you have this great feeling. It happens when you have the fruit in your life. He says this, apart from me, you can do nothing. We would say, like, that, that seems like an exaggeration, Jesus. Because I've done a lot of things without you. That seems like, a, like an overstatement. I, I can do a lot of things without you. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. When we live our lives as though we are the source, we eventually run out of ability to produce. And the thing we're trying to produce becomes overwhelming to us, and it stresses us out. Let me say it like this. I remember one year we were cutting fruit trees, and we had a whole pile of of branches going into spring, a bunch of branches that we had taken, and we'd cut them all off and put them in a pile so that they could be, yeah, so they could be burned. Because you know that, right? God, God wants to do some things in you, and then he wants to get rid of the things in your life that aren't bearing fruit. But I remember walking back out I'd left the pile. I, I'm a procrastinator. Anybody else a procrastinator? Come on. Thank you. Appreciate that. <clears throat> um, but I remember walking back out and seeing all these branches that had been chopped off had new buds on them. They had like new leaves all over. It was the craziest thing. Branches that were cut off from the tree, but they had life in them. Have you ever seen that? It's the craziest thing because it's, it's producing life. How can it produce life without the vine? And the truth is this. It can produce leaves, but it will never produce fruit because it doesn't have the ability to provide the source of nutrients that comes from the vine. So we can be cut off from the vine, and we can see leaves in our life and think that's fruit. And I'm telling somebody today, do not mistake leaves for lasting fruit in your life. Lasting fruit only comes when we connect and remain in Christ and allow him to remain in us. 
this is why as a church, we tell people like, we want you to get plugged in. We want you to serve. We want you to get in a group. We want you to worship. Why? It's not something we made up that like we're supposed to do this because it's like something we made up as a church. No, Christians have been doing this for 2,000 years because it is how we remain in him. We remain in him by getting in groups with other believers and learning about him and learning how he works in us. We remain in him by worshiping him corporately. We remain in him by serving other people and being the hands and feet of Jesus. This is how we do it. And then he says this in verse 6. He says, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. And right now somebody's like, that's harsh, Jesus. The only thing that would be harsher is if he didn't say it. He wants fruit from our lives. Have you ever heard this idea of like <clears throat> baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptism of fire? Nobody. When John the Baptist is preaching, there's a couple different accounts. Some of them hear him saying, he will baptize, Jesus will come and he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And other accounts say this, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. But every time he says, and with fire, it's because he's taking an axe to fruitless trees and putting them in the fire. So what I'm saying is this, like, man, this is really encouraging. It actually is. Because the very thing you want from your life, that fruitfulness you want from your life, the greatest gardener that has ever been, is pruning things in your life. And he's addressing things in your life that you may not yet understand, but he's doing it so that you will produce much fruit. You'll produce a lot of fruit by simply allowing him to have his way. Verse 7, <clears throat> but, if I remain in it, but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples this brings great glory to my Father. Let me say this again. Leaves don't impress God. Spiritual talk doesn't impress God. Memorizing Bible verses to throw them at people does not impress God. Accumulation does not impress God. What impresses God is significance. What impresses God is fruitfulness in our lives. I remember when I was younger, I, I would pray and I would seek the Lord. I, 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 would, I just had a heart for God. I remember pursuing God. God, I just want whatever you've got for my life. And I remember there were times when I, when I felt like the Lord just would like pause that moment and be like, whatever you're looking for, son, like I'm going to answer it right now. Whatever you want. And, and, and it was in those moments that I was like, Lamborghini, right? <laughs> no, I didn't say Lamborghini. What I said, it was God, whatever, if you're going to do whatever I'm asking, then my request is this, Lord, that, that you would use my life to somehow reach other people's lives 
so that their greatness would be fulfilled. Like I would pray this prayer, like God, if you're gonna do anything through me, I I pray that somehow I would be able to mine the gold in people so that some of the greatest ministers and preachers our nation has ever seen would somehow come through my my ministry. Like like I would just pray, God, somehow do it. And I'm just here to say, like, what you're, what you're experiencing right now, like, this may seem insignificant to you right now, but this is not insignificant. You sitting in this pew right now isn't, or in this chair is an answer to prayers that a 13-year-old boy used to pray saying, God, if you would just use me to somehow reach people for your glory, that's the only fruit I want. I'm just saying, like, God is impressed with something deeper than just the physical desires of our hearts. Like, God wants us to actually produce fruit out of our lives. What I'm saying is like if you've been going to church for years and you've never actually rolled up your sleeves and got on a team, I'm saying there's there's some things that that you're dodging God because he's trying to prune some things and say, would you get involved? Would you get around other believers and grow? Would you raise your hands and worship me? Would you sing at the top of your voice? I'm telling you, he wants fruit. He wants fruit. So how do I remain in him? If, if he's going to prune and my only job is to remain, how do, I, how do I stay put when God is trimming things out of my life? It says this in verse 9. I have loved you even as the Father has loved you, loved me. Remain in my love. Then he says this. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. If you want to remain in him, you've got to do this one word that our culture thinks is a bad word. Obey. You know what I'm saying? Like we put it on hats and it's sarcastic. Obey. But if you want to remain in him and produce lasting fruit in your life, the way you do it, it isn't by spiritual hype. It isn't by emotional fervor. It's through obeying the words of Jesus. The the book of James tells us this, that there's a very clear way we can deceive ourselves. You're guaranteed, I promise you, like, this is a guarantee I'll give you. If you want to deceive yourself, it's this. Hear the word of God and not do the word of God. When we hear the word of God and we don't do the word of God, we are guaranteeing that we are deceived. And I'm telling somebody today, if you want to experience the lasting fruit of Jesus in your life, then when he speaks, do what he says. When you're at work and you're about to fudge the numbers and you feel the Holy Spirit saying, don't fudge the numbers. Don't fudge the numbers. When you're about to, to say something to somebody and you're out on a work trip and there's, there's, a, there's a pretty girl sitting at the, at the 
in, in the lobby of the hotel, and there's this in thing inside of you that says, I want to go flirt with her, but your wife's at home, and the Holy Spirit says, don't even make eye contact with her, then what I'm saying is do what the Holy Spirit says, like obey him, and fruit will start developing in your life. Saying like when you're, when you're with your family and your friends and somebody has a need and you feel like the Lord's saying, I need to pray with you right now, obey that. Like, like don't, don't tell them, I'm going to pray for you and then walk the other way. No, no, no. Stop and pray with them because when we obey his commandments, we remain in him. We remain in him. He says this in verse 11, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy, it'll overflow. If you want that summer vibe, it happens when you allow God to prune. And then we allow God to prune by simply staying put. God, even though you're addressing things in my heart that have been there for a long time, I choose to follow you, if the band would come right now. <clears throat> Listen, the tree doesn't do whatever it feels like. The, the tree doesn't just do what other trees do. The tree does what the vine says. The tree grows at the pace that the vine sets. And the gardener has the right to reach in, to clip out insecurities, to remove a wandering heart, to restore trust again. Because when he does this, it allows the purpose of God in your life to bear fruit, peace, love, joy, gentleness, goodness, self-control, meekness. Bears fruit in our life. Maybe you don't believe any of what I'm saying right now. And you're like, I came because I thought you was going to preach. Listen, just hang out. Because it's not about preaching. It's not about music. It's about fruit. It's about fruit in your life. It's about truly growing into who God has called you to be. And you may be doing really good, but if you're honest, there are leaves they're not godly fruit. And the answer is simple. You remain in him. How do you do that? By obeying him. When you remain and then you obey, you'll produce fruit. So if you want them good summer vibes, remain in Jesus this summer. Like when the things of this life begin to draw you away and, and, and distractions show up and tell you, no, you don't need to, you don't need those, 
you don't need the Lord to prune an area of your life. You don't need him to, to address a, a thing in your life that's really a symptom of something. To, you don't need all that. Like, like, just go have fun this summer. Just just enjoy yourself to the... Like, don't do that. Just remain in him because when you remain in him, you will bear much fruit. And the way we remain in him is we obey him. When he says, pray for those that despitefully use you, obey that. I think sometimes we, preacher, would you preach something really deep? Let me say this. I'll give you something super deep. Forgive those who have hurt you. And when you obey that and you truly decide, I'm going to forgive, I promise you the fruit of Christ will grow in your life. We remain in him by obeying in him, obeying him. And this produces fruit. Would you stand up all across the room? Come on, church, we're going to have a good summer. But I want to draw a line in the sand and say this. Let's not have a good summer at the expense of fruit in our life. Let's allow God's grace, God's handiwork, God's pruning shears to really address our lives. You may be thinking right now, like, I know some people God needs to prune, and they sit next to me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying God wants to prune you from the very thing that tells you that they're the problem. All across the room, would you just raise your hands to the Lord, like, just in a receiving Father, we don't want to be fruitless trees. We don't want to be branches that are just full of leaves that die because they're withered up and they're not connected to the vine. But God, all across this room, there are men and women that are saying, Lord, I want to remain in you as you remain in me. Father, you are the great gardener. So right now, Lord, we surrender to you whatever it is that you want to prune in our lives, whatever unfruitful branches you wish to remove, whatever little suckers and buds take away from your glory in our lives. Lord, we're not going to sway and try to avoid it. Instead, we say this, Lord, we obey your commands. We receive correction because we want to bear much fruit we want to produce fruit in our lives we receive that if you receive that say amen amen when you came in uh, you had an opportunity to receive a, a communion cup did you did everybody get one anybody not get a communion cup put your hand up if you didn't get one ushers are going to come around and get you Kimmy, can you, can you bring me mine? 
around the chair. That's what happens when your kids sit in your chair. Somebody brought it to my attention the other day. They're like, we haven't done communion in a while. And we started asking around the team. And they're like, yeah, we haven't. Um, just for whatever reason. So if you're new here, I'm going to explain to you how we do communion at Celebration Church. What I'm going to do is I'm going to explain communion. And then we're going to go into a worship song. And during that worship song, if you're with a family, I want you to gather your family together and I want you to lead your family through communion. If you're here alone, I want you to jump into somebody's family and do communion with them. If you see someone that's here alone, invite them into your circle and enjoy communion with them. Here's what communion is. Jesus is participating. We call it the last meal, but, but really it's, it's what's called the Seder meal. It's a traditional meal. And halfway through that meal, he, he pulls out a piece of bread that's called the afkinamin. He pulls out the bread and he breaks it. He says, this bread is my body broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. Remember that my body was for you. It wasn't just an event in history. It wasn't some random thing. My body broke for you. So when I take communion, I actually break the bread. And then next he says this. He says, this wine, we've got some sort of grape juice in here. It's a church lunchable right here. And he says this. This cup of wine is my blood shed for you. Take and drink in remembrance of me. So communion is a moment where we pause and we take the body and the blood of Jesus and we remember his sacrifice because everything we do is based on his sacrifice. Even producing fruit, even walking through pruning, it's all based on his sacrifice. So the band would play. I want you to gather in your families when you're ready. And I want you to participate in the body and blood of our Lord. Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church to find out more. Well, we love you guys and let's continue to love God, love people and change the world.